0: back on Bearcat Rewind. Today we're talking with a former Northwest Missouri State football player. He's an entrepreneur. He's a coach. He's a teacher. It is a former national champion as well. Ryan Lesman joining us. And we're on site of his business, RL Strength and Conditioning. Ryan, appreciate the time. Thanks for talking with me. And just, boy, it's kind of crazy how we're kind of talking about your college days, the guys you hung out with and, and playing Guitar Hero. And now here you are running a business and kind of getting that next crop of athletes ready to go for college. Time kind of flies.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's crazy because I never thought originally that I'd ever move back to Maryville. Um, Came back to Maryville, came to Maryville in 2006. That was my graduating year of high school. And uh, we had a great class of guys. um, And we just, you know, I never would have thought leaving in 2011, um, going to Mizzou for grad school, that I'd ever come back. And so my wife being from here, um, we decided to move back after we got through grad school, and kind of the rest is history. So.
0: When you get back into town, and you know what, even going back before that, let's say whenever you're signing that letter of intent and you're up in Sioux City and you're going to come to Maryville, could you have imagined not only being a coach, but I'm going to open my own business, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and have the chance to kind of take a step into the business realm?
1: Um, Honestly, no, because my original thing, what I wanted to do when I came to Northwest was that I actually wanted to be an athletic trainer to start out. So then that's how I got to meet Kelly right out the gate. Um, which is funny because now we 're business partners, so she, she 's within rl strength conditioning she 's got her own place it 's called kQ rehab performance, so we work hand in hand together, so which is kind of cool but um, honestly coming here i didn 't even think you know that <clears throat> I would be doing what i 'm doing. And uh, I knew I always wanted to be a coach. I had a lot of good coaches. I actually got my high school football coach's initials tattooed on my arm because um, he was such an influence um, in my life. I mean, he was like another grandfather to me. So um, it's just kind of cool, you know, thinking back on everything and how everything went. So it's pretty neat.
0: To be here now and to spend as much time in Maryville as you have and be a guy that. Uh Went to Northwest Missouri State and put in a lot of tough years and going through winning national championship in 09 and capping off that five-year run of the Bearcats, um, getting those consecutive national championship appearances. But now also with the Spoofound football program here in town to where you're an assistant coach. You've been there for a few years, too, working with head coach Matt Webb. You're seeing the town from different angles. What is it about Maryville that does make it so football-centric It's so successful? Um,
1: I think a lot of it. Um, with the success of Northwest and playing for Coach T, um, the family atmosphere that we always grew up with. So, like, uh, my high school back in Sioux City, we had that family atmosphere. Then you go to Northwest, we have that family atmosphere. Um, Everybody's caring for each other. And now being, you know, a spoof fan football coach now, this is going on my ninth year, I believe, or actually tenth, one of the two, um, since 2015, so ninth year. Um, It's crazy to think, you know, it's like, you're still doing the same thing with these kids. So, I mean, it's the little things, it's faith, it's family, and it's football. I mean, it's the three Fs, and um, I think that pertains a lot um, with the winning pro- program. So,
0: Well, I mean, we talk a lot about football in Maryville, and rightfully so the way the Bearcats and Spoofhounds perform, but you really see it bleed into every other athletic endeavor. You see it go into the academics, and it is one of those things, talk about the, the faith, family, football, and all that, but – feels like anything that maryville like if you're here and you're putting your mind to it you're going to find a way to be successful you're working with a lot of different kids and business folks around town with uh, rl strength and conditioning do you kind of feel that of it's a pretty driven place uh yeah definitely because like support wise this town is great i mean
1: everybody supports everybody i mean it could be you know anything from a restaurant to you know a, a fellow church or even to just, you know, store to store, it doesn't really matter. Um, everybody's so supportive of each other and I think that's the great thing and that's what makes Maryville special. And then with you know, when you just look at it in a football realm and even just sport realm, everybody's supporting each other. I mean you'll always see, you know, former spoof hounds coming to games, you'll see Bearcats coming to games, and vice versa. And I think that's what makes our community so special is everybody cares for each other.
0: Probably about six weeks out now from the first Northwest Missouri State football game and People kind of getting that itch. We've got guys getting ready to go back to camp and get things going. For you, what does this time of year mean now, but also going back to maybe 2006 when you're kind of getting in here to northwest Missouri State and probably a few more butterflies than than now? Um, I, back in 2006, we had
1: two-a-days, and it was bad two-a-days, and we would condition like crazy. It was hot. I mean, things have changed so much from then until now, and it's crazy to even say that because that was – know 16 17 years ago is when my first came in here so it makes me feel very old but uh even though I'm not too old but no it's 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 crazy just the difference and how the sport has evolved and how we have to treat every each an individual athlete and how everything has just you know changed for the better for the most part in my opinion and so um everything's safer for the game the kids are staying healthier and so I think that's the most important thing um and so I think we keep on that path I think you know, each and every you know fall it's gonna be even better as we keep going.
0: With kind of the way things have changed and going more in that, that health conscious route and maybe fewer tour days and, and more work on the mental side of things than just the physical and getting out and hitting and that sort, how important does it make coming into a place like RL strength and conditioning or getting into uh, um, weightlifting within this school to make sure that those next those few months leading up to week one? You are ready to go, and it's not just having to rely on what's going on in practice. Um, I think it's
1: important, just I mean, solely because I like when I take my athletes. They always do stuff with Coach Webb uh, in the summer. They go four days a week and they do the conditioning. And then I'll take a different approach to it with some of the kids. And that's, we work so well together hand in hand and we talk about things. Um, But I like to really push the kids on my end that mental toughness and that, you know, that mental side of it to show them how far they can actually push their body and how hard they can actually go, you know, in just different realms. So I think it's really important, um, you know, going on that end. And then also when you look at it as a football sense, um, in any kind, of, you know, any kind of sport, really, um, that mental side of knowing what to do every single play. So, if, like, for example, with my center, he's got to know everything, formations. He's got to know, obviously, snap count. Um, where we're calling the slide, east and west, or if we call it another, you know. So it's, it, there's so much to it, but you have to know what the guy next to you is doing the whole time. So that's the great thing about being an offensive line coach is you've got five to six guys working in unison at all times.
0: So it's a lot of teamwork. How long did it take you as a player coming to Northwest Missouri State? And, of course, that, that mental side of things, getting going, the mental toughness and, and being able to weather a two-a-day and, and what Joe Q is going to throw at you, but also all those extra calls and everything. As a college athlete, as an 18-year-old getting in, that red shirt freshman year, did it ever have you questioning a little bit of, like, man, what am I doing here? Uh, sometimes, but
1: it was just like it was tough because it was just a curveball. Um, At first, I mean, like high school, when you go from high school to college, I mean, you're going a whole different speed. Um, There was my high school, we would run really about six to seven plays. I mean, we had a very, very talented running back. Uh, We had six very large offensive linemen slash tight end, and we would run sweep left, sweep right. We would pull power left, power right. We'd go inside zone, outside zone, and that was it. And so we would be – it's very, very simple. We didn't throw the ball very well um, because we had a quarterback that would only hand off. So um, we had to just go, and that's basically what it was. And so when it came to it, like when you go to more, um, you know, different formations, uh, different techniques and stuff like that, it was a lot of learning at first. But once you got the hang of it, it was great. I mean, we had Adam Dorrell as offensive line coach, which everybody knows who Adam is in this area. And Adam did awesome. He would get in you, and he would make sure you're doing everything perfect. And if you didn't, he'd let you know about it. So, and that was the great thing is he instilled, you know, mental toughness on that end, but then praise you when you
0: were perfect. That year before you get here, Oh five, is the road dogs. They make the national championship. You come in Oh six, another team that goes to a championship. So after you red shirt and of course that previous year, back-to-back titles, the expectations, whenever you're just knowing you're going to get some playing time, how much does that weigh on a young player? Uh, it's a
1: lot because your role is huge. Um, our whole second string offensive line all of us i mean we were the guys that finally kind of cracked the code if you will of not being the buffalo bills division two so that was the big thing but uh um you were just as important as that first string guy i mean you're always one rep away of being the next man up so i mean there's times someone to go down you have a rolled ankle you have bum knee next man up you got to just have that mentality and so you know as a redshirt freshman you're there to get bigger stronger faster get beat up on a little bit do the scout team stuff but then that next year, it's go time. And I, you know, just taking that approach, um, I think, I mean, that's even so going back into high school. Like, you know, the freshman guys are kind of our same thing, scout team guys. Some of the sophomores are. But they have to take this mental approach. It's like, hey, I'm one rep away. It's like, I have to focus here. Like, it's understandable when you're a younger guy, you got to learn. But when it's that next year, you got to go and get ready. So,
0: as you're going through that, I'm a Northwest Missouri State student. And a lot of the students, a lot of the folks around, fans, it's kind of one of those things at that time where it's, have you booked your hotel in uh, Florence, Alabama yet? Everybody's just kind of planning for it. As week one rolls around, people just kind of expect Northwest Missouri State to be in that situation. How did Coach Churchma and the rest of the staff break that down to where you didn't overlook an opponent? Because there were some guys, there were some teams on that schedule, and we still see it today, that really don't belong in the same stadium as Northwest, but you really can't overlook anyone because then someone's going to find a way to bite you
1: yeah we always took the approach one and no each week and that that's basically what you got to look at it I mean it's you can't overlook anybody because on any given day you could have a you know, really really bad game I mean there's you know there's times where we struggled at times and I think you know we overlooked a few opponents here and there but like then towards the end of that second half of a game we had to pull it out and then take care of business so I mean there's times oh gosh I know the one time we were down Playoffs in my senior year in 2010. I think we're down 17-0 to Missouri Western, and I was like, "Oh boy, like what is going on here?" We just, we just in the preseason or uh, regular season, we stomped them pretty good. So we, uh, I think at that time, there were some of us that overlooked it, and we're looking on to the next week, and uh, then we had to come out that second half, and we had a big play by Josh Baker on that, you know, that fake punt, and it was huge from there. And so, um, yeah, it's you can't take for granted any opponent, regardless who you play.
0: Man, that next week, too, Texas A&M-Kingsville, you go down there, and that's one got down 10, or, ten to 7. It was double digits, yep. and you find a way to come back, and uh, what was that? Uh, felt like Baker and Story got a whole lot of touches, went ahead with just a full, few seconds left in those. Those are the memories. Even in a game like that that's not a championship, it feels like those are the ones that you'll be passing down to the kids as time goes on.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's always a good one to go back and look at, too, like, you know, just learn from that. It's just like – how much, you know, effort guys can play. And, like, you know, even going into the spoofhounds with that, when you look at, like, our last second, you know, last what was a minute 10 game with the spoofhounds against Cassville a couple years ago to take us on to the, you know, state championship. Same thing. Those games stick out so much in your mind, um, you know, as you go on, regardless of what that second in the game after is, because um, it's just such an important high-intensity game. Um, I mean, similar in nine when we played against uh, uh, Washington, uh, Eastern Washington. And it was like holy crap. I mean, we were, we had, uh, was it? It was two pass interference calls that were um, subpar at best, maybe. And uh, they go down and score, and we block the extra point to win the game. And there's two seconds left. And so, I mean, that stuff you'll never forget the rest of your life. Um, and even so, like we played against uh, UCM, we win a field goal. We kick for the field goal, and win the game. And we had no time left. We had no timeouts. It was like a Chinese fire drill because we were all lined up wrong, except for two of us. <laughs> So it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. But, I mean, that's stuff that you learn from. I mean, it's, and it's you know, just fun memories.
0: That '09 9 championship game against Grand Valley, I think it was 8 was the Oman game, had the 98-yard, you guys beat them, the ice bowl. Um, but then to see them in a the national championship game and to come out and jump out to a, a three-score lead on them right away, and, of course, you hold on and um, win that bun by seven points, how big was that one? Not only the monkey off the back, but to beat a team like Grand Valley State in that moment.
1: Uh, I think it was huge. I mean, it's like we've always, you know, that's always been our arch rival for the longest time. That's all I can remember It's like always like even come before Northwest, you know, with my cousin playing here, it's always been Grand Valley State. You always think about Grand Valley State and then Carson Newman. Those are the two big names right off the gate off the top of my head when you think Division two. And then, of course, you know, NDSU when they were in Division two. And then, of course, us. Um, Man, we came out hot right away. Bang, 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 three touchdowns. And we're like, okay, we've got this. And then. You know, we have some stuff not fall so good for us and uh, give up a couple scores. We're like, oh, boy, this is going to be a game. This is going to be a game. We held on. Um, offensively, we kind of slowed down a little bit, which um, happens, you know, stuff happens. I mean, that's the beauty of the game. It's, I mean, it's a chess match always. And it's, you know, not one quarter is going to win you a game. That's why we play four.
0: You know, one of those moments in that football game, too, that kind of changed the tide a little bit and sent momentum the other way, Previn Perry got stuffed at the line. It's one of those, like, blow the whistle the play is dead and they ripped the ball away from him in the stands I remember seeing that and and the emotions of that on the field did you kind of feel like man that the wind's kind of sucked out of us here um for lack of better words that was not a good call
1: on (laughs) on 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 their end by the officials but uh with that being said I mean that's that's dead there but that's even on us as the offensive line we kind of got stuff but I mean if you look at a different angle it looks like he scores and so I mean Regardless, I mean, up front, that's how I look at it as an offensive line. We failed him. And so even though it was dead and it no one movement and the play continued, 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 I think they said there was no whistle, inadvertent whistle, but then they didn't blow it dead. And so they stripped it and then they just said, oh, you know, but we didn't have replay then. There's no replay in Division Two, And, I, you know, and so um, it is what it is. And it's just something you got to go with.
0: So. Either way, in the end, the right team came out on top, Northwest with the national title, and uh, Ryan Lessman is a national champion forever. It's, it's a hard thing, I think, to be a competitor your whole life, and then it kind of ends and you flip a switch and, and you're done. You're not done, though. You're getting ready to get go into some strongman competitions. Tell me about that and, and maybe how your workouts have changed from maybe 2009 to now.
1: Um, obviously, '09, I ran a lot more. So, um, and that was not with implements. So we can
0: work some in now if you want.
1: You run, you run long distance, not me. I don't think so. Um, no. So uh, it's a little bit different now, um, and it's going to change for every single event and uh, every single competition. But I, I competed a lot when I was out of when I was in grad school at Mizzou. Um, I did four competitions, um, and I luckily got first place in all four of them. So that was a blessing, definitely. Um, and training's a whole different level you know, event-wise, but when you look at it as like a football player, it's no different. I mean, you're still doing same movements. You're doing squats, you're doing, you're doing bench, you're doing deadlift. Um, you're doing more overhead press, really, than bench. Bench becomes more of an accessory movement. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's no different. You're moving with implements, you're moving with weight, um, and you're just training a little different. So, like, for example, you're doing an atlas stone. Well, we don't do that for football training. You're picking up a rock and trying to lift over a bar. Um, you know, or you're doing a deadlift max, so like a max set, you know, say at 700 pounds for as many reps you can and stuff like that. So it's a little different. Um, but no, I mean, really, I think football has helped me a lot with it just solely because there's guys that will be like in the super heavyweight division that are much bigger than me. And I'm only, you know, I'm three 315 right now and they don't move as fast as I can because of that athletic background. So which is great. Um, so that's where I get it kind of advantage. But then, of course, there's some guys that are static monsters and can move weight that aren't very that are bigger than me they can move weight a lot a lot more than me so um it's a give and take so the athletic background's helped out a lot so but it's um it's definitely a little bit different training wise and it's good to get back to it so i took a kind of a long hiatus you know this is part of business is setting up a business having a kid now having a second kid um and the the road we've gone on with ivf and stuff like that it's been it's been an emotional roller coaster, needless to say. And so um, it takes a toll on you. So and there's times, I'll be honest, there's there was times I, I did not want to work out at all. I've just been, luckily, I've been gifted and been naturally very strong my whole life. And so jumping back into it now, um, it's been great. So, and I've, you know, my body feels great. And so I think I'm ready to give it one last big push, you know, as hard as I can. So
0: never a moment where you kind of sit back and say, maybe I'd rather go out and, and play some golf instead of going out and, and getting ready for a strong man. Uh, I'll be honest, I actually really love golf and I yeah. wish I could play more, but at
1: times it just, it's not in the cards. <laughs> I, I mean, I absolutely we grew up playing golf. That was the first sport I ever played. I went with my grandfather and my dad. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's one of my absolute most favorite sports to play. And I just, for some odd reason, I just never seem to make time for it, except for the Spoof Hound Golf Tournament.
0: <laughs> well, you, you mentioned family and your grandfather, your father played at, uh, UNL Nebraska-Lincoln. Um. Kurt, your cousin, played here at Northwest Missouri State. You have a boy already, another a child on the way. How big is just family and everything that you do? And, and, and the athletic side of it, too, of wanting to pass that down to your kids. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is, like, we had we had some
1: good athletes in our family between myself, uh, my cousin. A lot of my cousins were good athletes. Um, my other cousin, Greg, who was uh, uh, my cousin Kurt's brother, he went and played uh, football at Nebraska. Uh, uh, Northern Iowa. And he played there. He walked on as a, like a tight end fullback type of guy. And then, so, and then of course, my cousin, Kurt, who played in the NFL, a little stint there and played some arena ball. And then myself, um, even, uh, my sister was a good softball player. And so, and then my dad, he was, a um, uh, first team parade, all American out of high school. Um, and so like the same guys from remember the Titans, he was on that first team parade, all American team with, uh, uh, Julius and, uh, Gary Bertier. So that was kind of wow. cool. Just seeing that, Um, and just having old magazine articles of that. um, And even Dad got invited to the Olympics for uh, shot discus. So that was a cool thing, but he couldn't go because he was going to Nebraska. And then, of course, you know, so that's kind of cool stories and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. And just like the one thing that like has always been instilled in me, and it's been both sides of my family, mom and dad, is you always have to work hard for everything you do. I mean, not everything's going to be perfect. Not every workout's going to be perfect. You're going to be tired some days, and then some days you can go. But the important thing is always give your full effort.
0: You've got kind of an interesting spot here, too, that you've got that message, and you know that, hey, you got to go full effort, and it's, it's a family thing to pass down. and You'll pass it down to your kids, too. But being in that situation as a coach with Maryville high school and now um, heading in as a teacher within the Maryville school district too, sometimes it's harder to impress upon kids that aren't your own, but at the same time, you still want to kind of keep that within the community. How receptive have you kind of felt some of these student athletes are?
1: Uh, I think very receptive. And honestly, like, I feel like that I've built a really good relationship with all the kids that I've worked with, Uh, especially, you know, and they get to see a different side of me, um, you know, with being a strength coach as well, you know, and coming to the gym and stuff like that and just being involved in the community with so many different things. um, I think that's been a huge thing. And, like, even so, like, we've done since I've been on staff, every Wednesday night my wife and I open up our home to the two-deep offensive line and we cook dinner for them. We hang out. We'll do. I mean, we've done movie nights. We've done, uh, we've done homework nights. Uh, we've had game nights, and so we kind of just mix it up a little bit. Kids are involved. They'll bring like a little side dish or like say a condiment. But majority of the time, we'll take care of majority of all of it. And you know, it's just fun to open up our home to them. Especially, I mean, we got three big dogs. That's always fun to see them react, especially to the really big one who tries to intimidate everyone. Um, so there's a rule that you don't make eye contact with Lincoln when you walk in the house. You just walk past him. Um, cause he's about as big as everybody. So, um, and then of course now seeing Kyron, um, you know, him being involved, he's out moving, walking around, yelling at people all the time. I mean, he'll come to the gym and he'll yell at clients when I'm not working with him. So it's actually kind of funny. Yeah. So, um, no, it's just seeing that and just building relationships. I think is the most important thing and listening, um, I mean, you've, you're given two ears for a reason and one mouth. You've got to listen and learn from people. And so I think that's the biggest thing is I've been always a good listener and just understanding with people and, you know, and just building that relationship with them. So and I think that's going to help definitely transition, you know, helping those little kids. Um, and
0: then maybe they won't be so scared of me. Well, yeah, yeah, the new challenge, yeah, Eugene Field Elementary School, physical education teacher. Any pause whenever it came to apply for that, or were you all in?
1: Um, you know, it's funny. So I had a conversation um, with one of my coworkers, and we were, this was oh, five, six years ago and uh, where I was at the old gym and we were joking about, um, we would, that, you know, eventually I was like, I'd really like to teach in Maryville someday. And if a, you know, physical education job would come up, I totally would apply for it. I've got my master's and. Um, well, public health, epidemiology, study disease, which goes hand in hand with everything health related and you know, undergrad and corporate recreation, health wellness, and so i mean i 'm not too far off of we had tons of p e classes. Um, I could definitely do something like this, you know if that would come about and never thought anything of it. you know years go on and on and on, business has been good because you know i 'm putting full effort in that and coaching, then all of a sudden it pops open, and i 'm just like, huh that 's weird. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot and just see what happens. And sure enough, boom, it worked out. It's been great. So it's just going to be fun. New little challenge. But I think uh, I think the kids will be really receptive to me once they get to know me.
0: So one thing, too, I mean, it's, it's all about getting them active, helping them enjoy physical activity and, and trying to, hey, play a game, whatever, get outside and, and do something that's good for you physically but also now we're also in a different era where we're kind of putting a little bit more emphasis on mental health too. How big is that of, you might not go in with a, a speech about, hey, this is why this is good for you because a kindergarten is going to be picking his nose and not pay attention. But isn't there something to be said for, you know what, maybe they're having a rough day, they go out and they play and realize they feel better of, that's kind of that first step, some anxiety, depression, whatever, get out run around, play some physical, physical activity the natural medicine at least to start things off.
1: I agree 100% with that, because that is exactly how I deal with everything in my life. Um, If I don't work out, I'm having a bad day. And that is my one, you know, one way to get rid of any stress, anxiety, any kind of depression I'm feeling of anything. I mean, life's gonna beat you down all the time, but you gotta have that outlet. My outlet has always been lifting weights and exerting myself and it's funny that you're sitting there trying to beat yourself up and it makes you feel better which is polar opposite but you know um I, but i mean you get endorphins going and like your body feels so much better and your mind's clear after you do you know a workout of any kind it doesn't have to be you know a strongman workout it could be simple as a walk it could be playing basketball with your kids for 45 minutes that's a good stress reliever and i think it's important that kids understand that you know hey, exercise is good for you. You don't have to think of it as punishment. I think sometimes that's where kids get go wrong with it. It's like, oh, my teacher's going to make me run five laps. I don't want to do that today. I just, it's just like it's, I feel like I'm being punished. And so I think you know, looking at it that way you know, and you know, understanding that and realizing that and you know, you know, listening to the kids and knowing what they would like to do, I think that's you know, kind of part of it that's going to help them understand where you're coming from as well as where they're coming from.
0: All right, we've got a few more before I let you go. I appreciate your time today, Ryan, of to let me come in here and bug you a little bit. A RL Strength and Conditioning on Main Street here in Maryville. If you're interested in checking it out, be sure to come by and, and say hi to Ryan. Um, as we look at it, a national champion, a Northwest Bearcat, through your time at Northwest Missouri State, and you don't have to be modest, I want you to throw your name in there too, best offensive lineman for the Bearcats from 06 to 2010? Jeremy Davis,
1: hands down jeremy davis he was one of the meanest smartest nicest guys you'll ever meet but man on the on the football field he was mean and he played hard he went full bore all the time so i'd say jeremy davis by far um then it would be a close second would be tom pestock tom pestock just liked to beat people up which now he does still it's a pro wrestler so it's kind of fitting um and he's very charismatic shocker there um no uh, jeremy davis was awesome um but i mean all the guys i played with you know with our starting five with us I mean we had me and Grosinger we had Dane um, Wiseman Cody Johnson Um, I mean it's a blast I mean I love playing with all those guys and so just getting to know them and that's that's a brotherhood that always runs with me and always just reaching out and stuff so like you know just talking to every once in a while and whatnot so it's it's pretty awesome so
0: Jeremy will appreciate it but I hope you get some texts from others that are like really come on Ryan I probably will but
1: I think some will agree with me JD was pretty tough
0: uh, whenever we think about Ryan Lesman, it's football, strength and conditioning. We already threw out golf, so I'm going to take that off the, off the table as well. What sport would you excel at if it wasn't football or strongman?
1: Uh, I was really good track and field. Um, when I was in middle school, I think it was, I placed – I can't remember. I can't remember now I have to look back because I'm getting that old, I guess. But I, in AAU track – in the national competition, I placed I it was eighth in shot, and I think it was tenth in discus. So, but it, like I learned that from my dad. My dad was a shot and discus thrower back in the day, so that was something. Well, I guess it wasn't shocking because I used to be the track coach for two years at, at Maryville. So there you go. Um, but another thing that I'm really good at is darts. Yeah. Darts, and then found out I'm really good at axe throwing,
0: just because it's the same motion as darts. Was the darts a lot of practice over the years, or is that just something you kind of picked up and, and realized? Uh, middle school, we started working out, my dad and
1: I, in between sets, we played darts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Got it down. Yep. All right, last one for you. Do you remember when the XFL, like, I mean, like, way back when the XFL first started instead of kickoffs? I think it was, like, they put the ball, like, 15, 20 yards away, lay two guys down, you had, like, sprint for it, you know? It was kind of like a manhandle each other. Uh If high school football were to adopt that instead of a kickoff, but it wasn't players, it was coaches that were doing it, all right, so it's like you, Volstead, uh, Grzynski, Webb, McKee, all these guys. Who would be the Maryville representative that would be the best at mauling the other coach and getting to the football? Well,
1: I'll be honest, it wouldn't be McKee.
0: Uh, I'm, just throwing, I'm just throwing them out, you know, all the guys.
1: Uh, it'd be a good toss-up with me and Volstead. If there's two of us, we take on any two, coach in the state. We'd be good. So, me or Volstead, for sure. He'd get there faster than me, but I'd probably maul a little bit better, so I don't know. We're both strong. We're both fast.
0: If we were to get Pestock to get a ring and let you and Volstead go at it, who'd come in on top? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a great question. I know how to wrestle. Could be a
1: good fundraiser next year for football. I think that's a great idea. I think we can talk to Webb about that one. Maybe get Houch and Webb in as tag team partners. There you go. I'm not taking Webb. I take Houchin'.
0: <laughs> sure. <end> <laughs> there you go, I like it. <laughs> Brian, thank you for the time. Good luck this upcoming year. Not only teaching, coaching, strongman, everything, and a lot of continued success here at RL Strength and Conditioning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ryan Lessman joining us here on Bearcat Rewind, once again at RL Strength and Conditioning. If you've got some fitness goals, whether it's building some muscle, maybe just losing a little bit of weight, whatever it is, stop by and see him. Once again, he's at 404 South Main here in Maryville. That's RL Strength and Conditioning. That's in the same building as KQ Rehab and Performance with Kelly Quinlan. So Kelly and Ryan getting together a great team. Stop by and see them there on South Main here in Maryville. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of the podcast. Next week, MIAA Football Media Day, that's on Tuesday from Kansas City. John Coffee will be bringing us interviews from so Be sure to check out next week's edition of the podcast as well. Thanks so much for your time. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next week.